What up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Gen Podcast. This is your host, Gilbert Sanchez. If you're new here, y'all can call me G. Uh, basically, this podcast is uh, life events, stories, advice. We are currently in San Antonio, Texas. So my whole thing here in this new studio, if you're, if you're not familiar, just moved into a new studio, is I'm trying to go around San Antonio interviewing people around here that are doing big things that are actually putting in the work, putting in the effort, and just showcasing the actual process as far as how they got there. But yeah, um, if you're listening right now on streaming platforms, appreciate you clicking on. If you're listening right now on YouTube, yeah, appreciate you clicking on it and watching the actual live, well, not live, but episode. And uh, yeah, we will, we'll get into it. This guest right here, we've, well, not we've, but I've had him on before. It was um, it was a dope episode. It was actually the first time he was uh, the first time we met. And then it was I think I don't even think his fight had been scheduled or anything like that yet. But just because of COVID. Right. This was the preparation. Right. Yeah, it was definitely a preparation. So it was back in March, I believe. And yeah, got a scheduled fight and we'll talk about everything. But uh, Brandon, what's up? How you been, man? You know, I've, I've been good, bro. Just uh, <laughs> staying focused, man. You yeah. know, um, yeah, I took I took my first L, you know, but if anything, yeah, yeah. it put a fire under my ass. We uh, like, man, you literally just jumped right into it. We're gonna get into the whole. <laughs> we're literally gonna get into the whole process as far as you going leading up to the event, um, the actual event, and then of course the aftermath of how you feel and how it went, what the emotions were. But um, I first want to start off. So it was in Arlington, Texas, right? Yeah. So the event was. I believe it was called what was it, it was called a uh, extreme knockout 50. Okay. Yeah, promotion uh based out of Dallas or Arlington. Arlington. Everything's tied in together with yeah. but uh been around for a very long time and to tell you the truth it's like the mecca of mixed martial arts in Texas. Yeah, man. That yeah. place was that that event center was dope. Uh they had tons of bars freaking that where the actual ring was or the cage. That place was dope because they had Pretty much the upper part where you can actually check it out from the top view. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, man. Um, I don't even know if those people were actually paid. Like, they paid to actually see it. I guess they were just eating there. But, I mean, either way. It well, was, that whole section, like, the yeah, downstairs yeah. and the upstairs was, you had to pay. Like, oh, even okay. for the upstairs. Those tables upstairs were actually, they cost more than the uh, downstairs. Oh, damn. You just get a better view. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? That's that's. Freaking pretty accurate, I, I would think too, as well, because I mean, you can see everything from the, yeah. from the, the the top. So, and you know what the craziest part was, man? So, prior to the fight actually happening, uh, I gotta get a feel for the cage. You know, it's a it's a different cage. Uh, did you, you saw how it was yeah. a square cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, the promotions different. that I fought on, you know, usually are you know a circle or octagon mm-hmm. type of cage, but yeah. this one was a square a square cage. So I'm in there moving around, getting a feel for it, and I didn't realize when I stood in the center. I looked across, mm-hmm. and it's the fucking Dallas Cowboys oh, yeah, stadium, bro. dude. Like, you could see it from the cage. Yeah. It was like, what the heck? This is some big boy shit. Yeah. <laughs> bro, that I mean? stadium, uh, have you ever been to, like, that stadium or the Cowboys game or anything like that? Dude, I never have. I love the Cowboys. Yeah, I've yeah. just never been to the game at the new stadium. Bro, it is it is huge, man. It is huge. I went to a boxing event in March of 2019, and, uh, I mean, pre-COVID, so the whole place was just jam-packed with people in yeah, man, it was it was crazy big. Parking lot is huge, but I guess that whole area. I mean, what it? I think it was like Six Flags, that event center, yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. It was uh, 
freaking the Rangers. The Rangers State, yeah, the yeah. Rangers State uh, Rangers field was there too as well. So that whole place is fucking booming. It's it was wild. Yeah, dude. Basically, that uh, that center that we fought at, it was like a La Cantera, but yeah, like like a shopping center, mm-hmm. but way bigger like times five yeah times yeah. five because they had like so many different <laughs> yeah. like restaurants bars and yeah. stores and and shit like that but it was a great experience man yeah, for yeah. Sure. if you ever been to the like the spot we're talking about i'm sure you know i believe it's called live it's called a uh, texas live texas live okay i mean you, i'm sure you know if you haven't you just google it you'll you'll see what we're actually talking about tons of fucking shopping centers bars just like you said but first thing i want to want to get into is the actual training process like leading up to this this MMA fight, what was, um, yeah, what, what was the, the biggest, the hardest struggle you had to go through if you had any, or the best thing you went through? So uh, this whole preparation, man, was, uh, it was really tough. Um, you know, I've, I've been, you know, staying in the gym steady, man, yeah. consistent since, you know, fucking when I was supposed to fight back in April, 2020, you know what I mean? And uh, I just been grinding and grinding and getting better. Um, but, you know, so when I got the call, finally that, hey, we got you a match, you know, XKO, you know, six weeks from now, be ready. We already had an opponent set up. Everything was squared away. So, yeah. you know, like I mentioned on the first podcast, you know, I was already in that uh, that fight camp mindset, you know, just nothing else exists except mm-hmm. the task. Mm-hmm. So that means, you know, clean eating, you know, staying focused with your with your preparation and just feeling like shit on a stick. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just yeah. putting your body through a lot of things, man. And um, the crazy part is, so I was getting prepared for uh, a certain opponent, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the guy I was supposed to fight originally, it was supposed to be you know a grappler, really good grappler. So we were working on a lot of uh, different things, of course, uh, you know, takedown defense and just having the urgency to get back to the feet, you know, and just. Um, controlling the center of the cage and yep. things like that. We had a really solid game plan uh, figured out, you know, with the team and my coach. And then, dude, on a 10-day notice. I've seen that. I got a phone call that he backed out. I've seen that. For whatever reason, I'm not sure, but it is what it is. That's the fight game. Shit happens like yep. that all the time. So I was really, of course, pissed off. But, you know, my coach is like, listen, there's still good news. I was like, okay, well, what the hell is the good news? Yeah. He's like, Somebody's filling in. I was like, okay, who? They, they're like, this guy, you know, Kevin Fernandez. I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't know who that is, but I don't give a shit because I already got people yeah. going. You know what I'm saying? People are going to buy the pay-per-view. Thank God Kevin took the damn fight, you know, and there was still a fight that was going to happen. Because yeah. honestly, man, <laughs> if they would have just been like, oh, we ain't got no more fight for you. I don't that, know, man. I would have lost my shit. <laughs> that would that would have sucked, man, because you did all this preparation leading up to, I mean, even before you got the call as far as getting the fight. I know, like I said on the previous episode, you were still in the mindset of, damn, I'm I'm fighting this year. Like, right. for sure. So you have right. to be prepared even before that. And, yeah, when, when I seen that, I mean, obviously, I mean, who knows what the what the reason was for that guy backing out. So, but what was the, like, the switch? Like, what was the... I mean, did you have to look at film or did you have to like switch your game plan up with your coach? Like, what was that like? Yeah. So uh, surprisingly, you know, when that should happen, you know, it was like, okay, Kevin Fernandez, who's this guy? So we, you know, look him up and he, he was two and one in mixed martial arts, but he was, a, he's a three, you know, kickboxer. Uh, okay, he's a Muay Thai uh, yeah. fighter. Um, and I checked out some of his stuff and he's got solid technique and, yeah. you know, pretty, you know, tall kid, you know, um, had pretty good technique. 
from what I've seen. Um, so I was like, hell yeah, man, I'm excited. I get to showcase my striking skills against another yeah. striker, you know, and that's really what I was looking forward to mm-hmm. ultimately. So we really didn't have to change many, much of anything. Honestly, we just were like, all right, you know what, Brennan, do what you do best, you know, go out there and just have fun. Yeah. That was the mindset leading in, you know, I was already ready to go, whether it was going to go to the floor or not, you know, because like mm-hmm. I mentioned to you, I was preparing for a grappler at yep. first, but you know, uh, you know, when I saw that Kevin Fernandez was filling in and you know, that he's a, you know, striker, I was like, all right, cool, man. I was excited to stand and bang with this guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ready to go to war. Yeah, dude. So I had that mindset ready to go to war. Like you said, um, you know, so 10 day notice. All right. You know, we changed it up a little bit. Um, I wasn't too like, uh, stressed out, you know, about the opponent changing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, that can be stressful because, you know, you got to change up your shit for a whole new person. But ultimately, you know, I was already ready for this guy, you know, wherever the fight was going to end up. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, uh, you know, so the whole preparation was just, all right, you know, now, you know what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Let's make that weight and be ready. You know I was. Yeah, man. The how was that weight process? I mean, was there? I mean, cutting weight was there any? I mean, how 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 many? How much like were you weighing before you actually? So like, what was your I was weight? on track with my weight already. Okay. Like uh, so, ten days out, you know, uh, I fight at twenty five. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was already walking at like thirty three. Oh, okay, you know? so, so I was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but when he when we got that phone call, they changed the weight to thirty. So because Kevin was taking it on a 10-day notice, you know, I'm guessing yeah. him that wiggle room to at least, you know, get to 130 pounds instead of 125 on a 10-day notice, you know, that's tough for anybody, right? Yeah. You know, depending on what you walk at. But uh, I was like, you know what? That's great. 130 pounds, then that means I can eat yeah. <laughs> a little more. Yeah, and, exactly. And take it a little easy on that weight cut. So, um, you know, I actually have a funny story about the, about the weight cut. So, okay, so we get to the, we get to the hotel. Right. The day before the fight. Mm-hmm. And we had a schedule because of COVID and all that. Like the commission had a, a set schedule for everybody. You know, right when we got uh, we had a check in, I think at eight o'clock, get COVID tested, go straight to your room. And then everybody had an assigned time to weigh in that. Right. So, so yeah, I didn't weigh in together. No. So we oh, all okay. had to go separate, which was kind of weird. Yeah. You know? I'm used to like weighing in, you know, and then facing off against your yeah. opponent. We didn't get to do none of that. So. We get to the hotel and I was, I was at 133 at this time. So the week of the fight, you know, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, I was eating more, I had a little more play around room for the weight cut. So I wasn't stressed out about it. I was like, all right, cool. I got to weigh in. I think it was supposed to be at 120 PM. I was like, so we get there at eight o'clock COVID test. We got all that time to make weight. All right, cool. So I was like, it's gonna be easy. Mm-hmm. We get there. Um, it was a long ass drive, dude. <laughs> My coach yeah. picked me up like at, one in the morning or two in the morning because, you know, that Austin construction that's going on mm-hmm. and traffic and all that shit. You yeah, know, we yeah. didn't want to, we didn't want to get there late, you know, so we got there on time. Um, dude, when it came to that test, I was thinking that, because there's so many different COVID tests nowadays, they did the shove that shit up your nose. Oh, man. damn. Dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, <laughs> weight cutting, you're already, you know, and stre- you're already stressed out, yeah. your body's stressed out, you're pissed off already, you know what I'm saying? And then, yeah. Show me that shit up my nose, man. It, it sucked. <laughs> no, bro. Trust you me. You ever got that done to you? Yeah, bro. When it when COVID first happened, um, yeah, I, I definitely got that that done, bro. It's 
I, I couldn't the emotion you're already feeling on top of that. Yeah, I, I can. I, I wouldn't know how it felt, but I can see how how you would feel. Yeah, with that and, and you know, of, I was doing my best to like not be an asshole. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the, the the nurses they were nice ladies, man. So, yeah. uh, you know, oh man, but it felt like hell. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we got that shit out the way. Uh, you know, we check in, and then you know I'm chilling on the bed. I'm falling asleep. You know, I'm trying to take a nap because I'm I'm fucking tired. And then my coach wakes me up. He's like, "Hey." Uh, they want you to weigh in earlier. I was like, "What do you mean? I thought I was supposed to weigh in at one twenty p.m." Yep. Nah, dude, they want you to weigh in in the next hour. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm three pounds over. What the fuck you want me to do? Like, so I was like, Jesus, well, you know, we rush. We uh, we have those little blow up sauna kits. Yeah, yeah. You ever seen those mm-hmm. where I've you sit it. down and you can like dip it up and yeah, it's, yeah. it's real small. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So I was like, shit, dude, we gotta figure this out. So you know, I put on my little sauna suit real quick. I go, I put on a sweet sweat. We're running on the treadmill. You know, I already lost, I think I lost like uh, a pound and a half. And then they're like calling my coach. Hey, where's Brandon? Where's Brandon? We yeah, didn't yeah. even come in like 30 or I think it was like 20 minutes. Fuck. So then I sit in the uh, the little yeah. uh, sauna that they already <laughs> had it ready for me. So I sit in there, you know, I'm naked basically. Yeah. You know, they they covered me with towels and I'm in there and uh, dude, I, I made weight like within an hour. I cut three pounds within an hour. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> dude, but like it pissed me off because. They're telling us, okay, you're going to weigh in at 1.20 p.m. A set time, yeah. Yeah, set time. And then, you know, not even an hour of getting COVID tested. You know, my coach is waking my ass up. Hey, dude, they need you to weigh in within the yeah. hour. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So that was that was frustrating. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I made the weight. Yeah. You know, and Kevin made the weight. So, you know, that was cool. And then after that, it was pretty much smooth sailing, man. How was the... Because that's the first time you ever fought for Extreme Knockout, right? Yeah. How was yeah. like the hospitality? Like, because I've, that was my first time ever hearing of the actual company. And apparently, I mean, I think they said that it's been going on since like 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely, uh, definitely fights that have been going on, which is, which is pretty cool to see. So how, how was that? Like the actual, you know, I was, other than the COVID testing, because I mean, the weight in. I was very excited, man. Uh, a lot of. Uh, guys that are currently on the UFC roster have came from Extreme Knockout. Oh, okay. You know, guys from Texas. Yeah. Um. So it's a really solid organization, and I was super excited. But the thing is, with Extreme Knockout, like, if you're gonna fight with Extreme Knockout, yeah. you're gonna be fighting like somebody legit, top like, tier. Yeah. 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 Like it's a it's a uh, it's a privilege to be able to fight for that promotion, and I'm thankful and I thank God that they gave me the opportunity to go out there. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very excited, man, to go out there. And um, the cool thing was uh, when we got to the venue, you know, so they separate you by corners. I was on the blue corner. So uh, usually like the blue corner is people from out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, usually the people that are coming in and then red corner is usually like the hometown guys. Yeah. So they had to separate it. So, you know, I, in the blue corner, um, you know, you got all different teams from all over the place. I made some good friends, man. Um, you know, I made, uh, I made some friends with uh, some guys from El Paso. Pretty cool guys. Got to learn about them. And then um, I met uh, some, like, uh, legit uh, fighters from, like, the Dallas area that were yeah. in the corner. Um, they're pretty cool people, man. I was really excited. And um, I ran into some, you know, UFC fighters, too, that are currently on the roster that were there um, supporting, like, um, their friends and their Damn. teams. And yeah, so yeah. it was an awesome experience, man. Besides yeah. the fight, like, it was a yeah. really awesome experience. Well, shit, that's what, that's what we're going to get into next. Uh, so you... Leading up to this fight, obviously the the mindset is 
winning. You're right. The, your biggest thing is, is is winning. I think that's for everybody that's actually getting into that kind of combat yeah, sport. Any competition for sure. Yeah, any competition. So I, I wanna I wanna say my story. So there was, and then you, we can go into yours because I want I want to know like your just the whole process. But so leading up to the fight, there was a couple fights. I think there was shit. There was a good. Um, I would say. Five, six. I don't know if you remember how many fights were before. Uh, there was five because I was the one. I was the opener for the main event. Main event. Okay, and there were some pretty good fucking fights, so it was it was, it was definitely worth it. And then obviously, you um, you were up next, and the fight was one of those things where it was just like I felt nervous only because <laughs> I was like, damn, this is uh, this is a big thing for him. Just like you said, it was. It was uh they were showcasing people on like the the fucking big ass TV they had there that were that were um people that had fought in the in the UFC or that went on to fight in the UFC. So at that point I'm like, okay, this is this is big for him. So I'm there and we're like three rows out, four rows out, and fight ends in maybe like less than a minute, a minute and fifteen. And we're at first I had no idea what happened. No idea because the fight went into onto the ground, and then within maybe about 15, 20 seconds, it was done. And I was just like, what the fuck? Me, Caesar, Eric, we all looked at each other. And I was, we were all like, what? <laughs> Everyone is, was confused, yeah. I, I was definitely confused. Even the commentators on the pay-per-view, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, um, yeah, so, okay. So, I want to hear your side of the story as far as, like, when you jumped in the ring and then that fucking time started clicking. Uh, take me through that whole, if you remember, because I know obviously. It oh, so dude, fast, I remember but- it very clearly. So what's crazy is this is the first fight where I didn't really have a lot of jitters. You know, like the walkout, I felt great, yeah, yeah. dude. I felt great in the warm-up in the back. You know, I felt real good. Um, I was ready to go. You know, it's been a whole year since I fought. I was ready to go out there and showcase my skills. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so, you know, that walkout is usually like the scary part. You know, for some people, me personally, that's like the, okay, it's the nervous part for me. But in this case, I was enjoying the moment, man. It was awesome. Fucking, you know, it was a big deal. So going to the cage, you know, I felt great. You know, I didn't have, you know, much anxiety to deal with. I had a very, very clear head, you know, so I was thinking very clearly. And then, uh, you know, once they, you know, rang that bell, you know, I came forward. Of course, my, my whole thing was to be first. You know, that's my whole thing to be first. And uh, especially when you go against a, uh, a solid kickboxer, you don't want them to get that that pace on you or that rhythm. You know, once you let them get their rhythm, you know, that's where they could pick you apart. You know what I'm saying? So I came in, you know, um, to, to control the center of the ring. And while I was coming forward, he, he caught me with a uh, with like a right hand or something. He threw like a right hook and he hit me, you know, landed on my head. It wasn't clean, but it hit me pretty good. On the top of the head, I remember that. But it was like a button to me. So right when he hit me, I threw a, a left hand and a right hook. So when I threw that right hook, it connected clean. He actually wobbled. So in the film, if you see it, he, you know, he wobbled. Mm-hmm. was like, oh, shit. You know? So when I hit him the, with that right hook, I was supposed to follow up right away with a roundhouse kick. But what I did was I threw a left hand, right hook. And I paused for like a second, which was my first mistake. So this guy being a kickboxer, he's trained to obviously, you know, catch kicks and, and things like that. He caught my kick perfectly. 
So when I threw that roundhouse kick, he caught it, fell to the ground. Yeah. And it was as quick as this. So literally, I made one simple mistake. Once we fell to the ground and I was trying to get back up, you know, I had my hands on the mat. He fucking got that darts choke. He slipped it in and, and got it, mm-hmm. a pretty tight grip. Now, this kid has leverage. He has long ass arms. So it's not hard for someone with that length to get a type of choke like that on somebody. Yeah. So once we were in that, in that choke, I was like, oh shit. So I was scrambling. I was trying to get out of it. Like, um, I don't know if you were able to see it from your Bro, side. You, you, I don't know what, <laughs> I, I know what you did. You, you basically were trying to get out of that. So you were, I don't know the actual movement. What is it? Just trying to flip out of it? I was just trying to roll out of it. Dude. Roll out, okay. Roll you know, out of so, it. So, so, so we are on, a, we were both on our backs and in that choke, you know, they're holding, he, they hold you like this and they're trying to close, mm-hmm. get closer to make it more tight. Yeah. So I was making separation, you know, to hopefully like, oh, I'm like, hopefully he lets fucking go. Hopefully he gasses his arm out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm making separation and I was doing everything right. And then when we got to our knees, I grabbed his leg or like a single leg. But I was what I was trying to do was I was trying to stand back up to my feet and then, you know, fight off the choke yeah. and push him on the fence. But my mistake was at that point when I was already getting to my to my knees. Or, or to my feet when I grabbed his leg, I was already kind of going unconscious because that shit was tight, dude. Yeah. And that shit was tight. And what I should have did was I should have grabbed his leg and, and sunken it in and draw, drove forward into like a different position. If I would have drove forward, I probably could have got him in side control and I could have fought the choke. But at that point, he was smart, obviously, enough to change it into a different transitional period. So he changed the Darsh choke to a guillotine. By that point, he pulled guard. And I fell in his guard yeah. and I was already pretty much unconscious, dude. And then he, you know, got that choke, sank all mm-hmm. the way in. And then I fell asleep. Yeah. So this is the funny thing. So I went limp. I was out for like five seconds probably already. And um, Kevin, you know, he let go. He let go. And I remember waking up and he, he's talking to me. He's like, you good? Right? Yeah. And I started laughing. I was like, hey, man. I fell asleep. You won. Yeah. And the ref didn't see that yeah, shit. Yeah. The ref was confused just as the crowd was, just as everybody on the TV was. He was looking at me. The ref was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you know, but your, your face was down. So he yeah. couldn't, so he's in, you're in a chokehold and your face is down. So the ref is not, but see on the film from the left side where the ref sat, if he would have paid attention to my arm, I was limp. Like I was like this, like holding on to like trying to and frame. Then, and then, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So the ref comes up and he's like, what's going on? (laughs) And I told him, I was like, hey, I fell asleep. Yeah. He won, you know, and that was that. Um, Of course, I could have. So when Kevin let go, I could have just started taking off on him. I could have, but I didn't because that was genuine of him to let go. Yeah, that was. You know what uh, what I mean? Both. I mean, that just shows what type of class y'all both have. Because exactly, you could have easy just started going off. And then you, you were on top of them. Yeah. You were conscious at that point. And we, all of us were all standing up confused. <laughs> and we're just, we're the same. We would have, we were the same, saying the same thing. Like, because we saw y'all talking. And I think Caesar was the first one to say, I think he, I think he fell asleep. I think he was unconscious. And then my head was like, 
if the ref didn't see and the ref didn't stop it, why is Brandon going to stop? But after we were all just talking, we we're like, damn, if this guy, if he was really asleep and he ended up just letting go, he, the, he could have just been a dick and just kept on holding exactly. until, until the ref saw something. And right. then you would have been far worse. Well, because than, ultimately your job is to keep going until the ref stops. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? The ref stops you. You know what I mean? So, you know, like, yeah. So that's why I just admitted defeat. I was like, you beat me, you know, yeah. you like, you know, that, that was cool of him, I guess, you know, to let go, but, but fuck it. I wasn't going to tap out, dude. Like I, I wasn't bro. Like I could have, I was like, but I have that mindset when I'm fighting is I'm going out on my shield, dude. You're going to have to knock me out or fucking put I, me to sleep. Man. You bring you, I, I want to ask you, since you just said that, when you, when do you know like to tap out because it's happening so fast and you're in a position where it's just, you're trying to get out, but then you can't really get out. But then he has you in this chokehold and you're trying to like defend it. And then like, is, is tapping out and it's still in the back of your head or are you just trying to fuck it? Let's, let's just try to get out of this. No, I, I like tapping out never came to my head, dude. I, I, I was just trying to fucking survive. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I already like felt like when I started going unconscious, I was like, well, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Because, uh, dude, fuck that, bro. Like, it's a fight, man. Like, I, I never have quit in me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, I mean, anything could have happened. You know, we could have went. He could have let go. Like, his arms could have gassed out. You know, I could have survived. Who knows? You never know. Yeah. It's just, in the, in the heat of the moment, me personally is tapping out. It's not, it doesn't come to mind. Quitting just doesn't come to mind. And that's not just with fighting. That's with my life in general, dude. Like. You know, like we've talked about on the first podcast, you know, I've gone through a fair share of my trials, you know, in life and I've never been a motherfucker to quit, man. You know what I'm saying? And that shit does just, it does run in my blood. You know what I mean? I, uh, Joe Rogan, I was watching a UFC fight. This was like a year ago and he was saying that a knockout is, and this is, I don't know why it blew my mind, but I guess it makes sense now, but a knockout is worse than being and going unconscious. It actually is. Yeah. And I, yeah, if you can explain to me how is how is being unconscious like far better than getting knocked out? Because you literally just go to sleep. So it's Instead just, of taking damage like getting knocked out yeah. where your brain rattles and shit like that, it's just literally you just don't have any air going to the ox- excuse me, oxygen going to your brain yeah. and you just fall asleep. So, I mean, I'm not no fucking doctor. Maybe it causes damage still. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've never been the smartest fucking guy, so it is what it is, you know. <laughs> I'm the same, or if I got dumber, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But to tell you the truth, when it comes to getting knocked out, you know, it, it, fucks, it fucks you up, mm-hmm. you know, your brain. And not only that, it fucks up your, your mental game for your next fight, depending on the type of person you are. You know, some guys just don't give a fuck, man. Yeah. I've seen guys that just don't give a fuck. Like, they get knocked out, and they come back this next fight just as aggressive as they, as they were the first fight. Which, you know, might not always be the smartest thing, mm-hmm. but, you know, it is what it is. But, yes, that's, that's ultimately why. Because when you get knocked out, you get a lot of damage done to your brain because it's a concussion. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ever had a concussion before? No, I never. Yeah, never. And I, I don't want one based off what, <laughs> based off what I've seen. <laughs> Shit, man. I don't want one, man. Nah, dude. Uh, you know, so. See, that's why, like, me personally as a fighter, man, we, we're really big on fundamentals at my gym. You know, me and my coach are always, you know, trying to, like, me personally, like, I'm, a, I'm a pretty fast guy. Like, mm-hmm. I got fast footwork, you know, we work on, you know, 
having uh, fast head movement and a lot of things just to not have to take so much damage. Yeah. Some guys like to get hit. Some guys like to stand in the pocket, bang it out, whatever. I mean, I'll I'll do what I got to do to win. You know, ultimately, that's what it is. Like I mentioned, you know, the task is to win. But, you know, I, I try to be as smart as fighter as I can. You know what I'm saying? So. How, how huge was your coach? Because I met him at the fight for the first time. Obviously, Caesar and Eric have been going to your gym for a while now. Yeah. And cool dude, man. You would never think that he's so chill like that. <laughs> He, yeah, he's chill, man. You think he's chill? Yeah. You got to go to one of his classes. No, and see, that's that's exactly what I was going to say next. Eric was, uh, the first thing he said, not the first thing, but like just when we're after the fight, he was just telling Eric, like, just, hey, man, just go ahead and look, just go ahead and fight and let's go ahead and fight. Like he was trying to, I guess, get Eric to fight. I'm sure he was playing. Maybe he wasn't. He actually wants Eric to fight, man. Yeah, I think he was. I think Eric was saying, I don't really remember the conversation we were having, but I think Eric was was saying something like that. And I don't know Eric's where Eric's head is at because we really, all of us are him. He hasn't said anything, but the coach was mentioning that. But my question is, how huge is your coach for you? Like, how inf- influential is your coach throughout the actual process? And uh, coach, coach, uh, coach Ernest is the father figure to me, you know, um, my dad passed away a long time ago, years back. Um, and like, ever since I've been in that gym, we developed like a father-son type of relationship. But besides that, he's a huge mentor at the same time, especially when it comes to the fight game. You know, Coach uh, Ernest, uh, his teaching style, it's, you gotta have thick skin, man. I tell you that right now. And I tell everybody that's like, hey, I wanna come try out your gym. I'm like, Cool, man. Come by. But I'll tell you right now, you better have thick skin because he's going to push you past your limits. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, you're going to break. You know, some people don't break, you know, and, and if you don't break, it's because you're crazy in the head. And I respect you for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, um, during the whole process, man. So after my fight, after I lost, you know, walking out in the back and, uh, you know, he he was talking to me and he was like, hey, mijo, like, okay you know your first l but you know it's a learning lesson you know um we're gonna we're gonna go back to the gym go back to the drawing board we're gonna fix what needs to be fixed he goes i'm proud of you you went out there you fucking got in there and you went out on your shield and and tell you the truth like so many people can talk shit and say what they want to say but try getting in that motherfucker dude. yeah it's no joke yeah you know um and I'll be honest, you know, I uh, I cried for like 10 minutes. You know, I cried for like 10 minutes. I was upset because I didn't get to fight. No, you know? bro. Trust me. I, <laughs> You do. I can see you. Like you do all this preparation for even before you got that phone call. And you're making sacrifices an hour before the actual fight to get in that fucking, to lose those three pounds. And the fight ends in less than a minute and a half. Yeah. And at, and at that point, it's you days months that you're doing just for a minute and a half loss that's fucking hard to take in like do you that's a hard pill to swallow honestly yeah and yeah man there's i i, I would there's i would fucking cry too man it probably would have been longer for 10 minutes <laughs> i'll be honest with you because there's you there's you have to take that l but the 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 only thing is is that lesson learned like you you just finished going over the the mistakes you make you 
I'm sure you already knew the mistakes you made right after the actual right. fight. Like, damn, I could have done this. This would have turned out a different way. And then right. even after that, you could have watched the actual film. You could have learned a ton of more things you actually did wrong that is going to lead you into your next fight that's, that's going to help you. So, yeah, man, the, the the whole process, I'm sure, was fucking hard, especially being at that that event in front of all those people. It's, it's like it's difficult. I, it's like I felt because I had I had I didn't realize I had such a huge support system. And you know what? The beautiful thing about losing is that you see that you see who really supports you after that the event happened. And uh, you know, when I was back there, you know, like I said, I was crying for a little bit. You know, coach is like, "Don't cry, man." He's like, "It's okay." Yeah. He's like, "We're gonna fix the shit that needs to be fixed." You know. Um. I cried, like I said, just because I, I'm fucking better than that. Dude, I'm fucking better than that, yeah. man. And, um, you know, I didn't get a fucking fight. It is what it is. But there was a uh, a coach in the back from Dallas, one of the Dallas teams. I don't remember his name. But, you know, coach was, you know, he was talking to my coach. He was like, yeah, it wasn't our night. You know, he told him what happened. And that coach is like, you know, I'm a black belt. I've been a black belt for like eight, five to eight years. He goes. Uh, dude, I never fucking tap out either. He's like, kudos to you, bro. Yeah. He's like, you gotta fucking break my arm yeah. or put me to sleep. He's like, I fuck with you. You know what I mean? And uh, another another uh, key thing that I remembered that night uh, that I, I take with me because uh, I'm still amateur. Yep. So the reality is none of these fights actually count because when you go professional, your record starts back to zero and zero. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, I didn't know that until the night of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until me and we're all talking about how this fight is. Um, yeah, it does. It doesn't go into your professional. Right. Record. So it's all experience. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, so uh, Coach Mondo from El Paso. Shout out to Coach Mondo and his team. All really solid dudes. Um, you know, I already I was already kind of like buzzed at this point because <laughs> we were back at the hotel and yeah. he, was, he was drinking at, at the hotel. He goes. Check this out, Brandon. As bad as this sounds, I'm going to be straight up with you. It goes, take advantage of being amateur. Why? Because it doesn't fucking matter. Is that that might sound bad, but take advantage of it because you got to know what it's like to win in the first round. You got to know what it's like to lose by split decision. You got to know what it's like to get put to sleep. And you got to know what it's like to get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He told me that. And I was like, and he, and he goes, he's like, do all that shit now when you're amateur. So when you're pro, all that shit will be fixed up. I'm not saying it's not going to ever happen to you when you're pro. It still might, you know, but take advantage of that shit now as an amateur. And I thought about it and I was like, I was laughing. I was like, well, I already got two things crossed off that list. He's like, what's that? I told him. I already knocked out somebody in the first round and I've been put to sleep. <laughs> so that's right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, hopefully never get knocked the fuck out, yeah. right? Nobody wants to get knocked the fuck yeah. out, but it is what it is if it happens. But, um, you know, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Coach Mondo's right and, you know, Coach Ernest is right. All this shit's learning experiences and, um, you know, I, dude, I made a simple mistake. That fucking choke could have happened to literally anybody because mm-hmm. it was literally, it was like this. Dang, man. That dude... Kudos to him. He he got that choke quick. It was fucking quick. But um, that that uh, Sunday, uh, the day after when we were back in town, um, you know, 
Coach Ernest, we had a meeting um, together at the gym. And, you know, we we talked about what needed to be done, what needs to be fixed, uh, and basically just changing up uh, training, the, the training regimen uh, for the future. You know, uh, we're adding a lot of more things to, to our training. And uh, we're just, you know, like this fire has been developed and it's under my ass. It's under my coach's ass. And I'm glad that I lost, dude, to tell you the truth. Because now it's like a fucking just working non-fucking-stop. Like, that Monday, dude, I was back at the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was back in there fucking grinding. I've been grinding all week, dude. It's not like I ever left. Mm. You know, some people, you know, when they lose, they they kind of give up on themselves, you know, or they get depressed or shit happens. And, and I get it. it. comes to this. comes to the fucking mind. Yeah. You know? But me, I'm like, dude, let's fucking get back in that bitch. Win or lose, I'm, uh, let's get back in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of people get stuck in that, that notion of... Um, Hey, I'm I'm never gonna be anybody I lost, and this is this is it. And it's it's the fucking mindset of of getting into taking the L and just moving on. Like it is what it is. Life goes on, and yeah. it's at some point in time you have to figure out like, hey, am I gonna take this this L and and get better and learn from it, or if I'm I'm gonna take this L and just fucking eat my life away and just go into the depression mode? Like that's literally what it comes down to. Those two options and. You taking the you taking the, the better road, bro, and it, I mean, it's like I said like I said before, it's a it's a hard position to be in when you take something like that in front of these people, in front of a coach, and you work so hard, and it's uh, yeah. But there's nothing better that you can show the people that support you, your coach, your family, your friends that you're back and you're better than you were before that fight. Ultimately, hundred percent, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, and you know what? Coach Ernest told me this straight up. He's like, he's like, mijo. Because I posted, I was like, I'm sorry, San Antonio. I let all of you down. Because mm-hmm. right? that's how I generally felt at that time. Because I had so much, you know, uh, support behind me. He's like, don't give a fuck about anybody. He's like, you're not fighting for me. You're not fighting for the gym. Mm-hmm. You're not fighting for San Antonio. You're fighting for yourself. He's like, worry about yourself in that bitch. Don't have all these different stresses in your mind prior to the fight because that causes pressure and he's right you know i kind of had some pressure behind me I'm, I'm not saying that's the reason why i lost i'm not making fucking excuses you know or lost because kevin was the better man that night yeah um but at the end of the day he's fucking right next time like this next fight i have coming up you know nothing else matters but just me and Fucking winning that fight, you know. When is uh? I mean, you just said it. When is your next fight? So okay, so I'm, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm excited. Uh, so nothing's confirmed yet. Yeah, but I'm looking to be fighting uh for a, a promotion called Fury. Uh, should be fighting uh in July, hopefully, God willing. Uh, maybe in Houston, Texas. Nice. Man. So um, you know, nothing's concrete yet. Yeah. That's just the talk right now. But so far, that's what we're looking at. July. Get right back into it, bro. Getting right fucking back into it. Love it, it, man. Just to yeah, just to show people like, hey, I can fucking stand in that ring with anybody you put in front of me at my size, weight, or just whatever. I mean, yeah. Granted, Kevin was uh like, like I said, kudos to fucking Kevin because that shit that shit happened so quick, and yeah, man, the the fight was 
it, it was one of those things, and, I, and I'll, I'll say this with, with pure honesty, it was one of those things where I was nervous before the fight, but it's like you have to take those lessons and just, uh, I mean, even if you just put it into your fighting, but bigger bigger picture, just like life in general. Straight take, up. Take a fucking L, whether if it's- I mean, uh, you've taken L's in your life, right? 100%, man. I've taken more L's than I've wanted to. I'll be Straight up, bro. I've been, I've taken, like you said, I've taken more L's than wins <laughs> in life, bro. You know? Fuck, man. And- and, you know, for my life lessons, I, you know, it all ties in with fighting. You know, like I talked about the first time on the podcast, fighting has taught me how to be adaptable to stressful situations in life and, and shit like that. But prior to me even fighting, I already had a strong mind, you know, yeah. because I've taken so many L's and I've been in so many uncomfortable positions that, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying I have everything figured out. No, I never will. You know, I'm still learning every day. Yeah. But- that's why I'm like, dude, let's get right back at it, man. I ain't scared, man. Let's get right back at yeah. it. You know, I'm fucking, I told coach, just give me a couple of weeks. Let me be fat for a little bit. Yeah, you know, let me you, eat. Yeah. Let me drink. Let me have a little good time with my boys, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we're back. We'll get back to work, you know. But uh, I told him, I was like, as soon as, <laughs> I remember as soon as that fight was over, like oh, I told you, I was crying. I was crying. Yeah. I was like, coach, I was like, fuck that. Give me another fucking fight next week. I don't give a fuck. Please give me another fight. Yeah, man. <laughs> Because, I mean, you have this, I, I, your, your adrenaline is still fucking pumping yeah. your blood, bro. Yeah. Like that's, or just your whole body. So I'm just, yeah, man, that shit is, uh, I'm, I'm sure that's fucking how you felt. Because, I mean, I, that would happen to me, man. That shit would have, uh, would have been the same way. And it's, it's one of those things where, like I said, you, you're back, man. And uh, it's, you're working. Have a little fun, man. Take some time off. And, but, but just still work. And that's, people have a hard time figuring out what it is that that kind of triggers their mind to get back to work. Yeah. It is. Some people have it. Some people don't. Some people, it takes more time than others. And at some point in time, you have to, you have to fucking just get back to what you're doing. That's going to make your life better. And, and it, it, it works out all, all good. So Straight up, man. Yeah. Because all, the, the main goal, dude, for me is obviously to make it to the highest level. My goal is to make it to the UFC and, and be the best I can be. Now, granted, I'm not, worried about being the best fighter ever i'm just worried about being a better version of myself and whatever that looks like you know of course uh, i'm hungry dude like i'm fucking yeah. hungry and you know um i'm not worried about oh shit man you know what i want to be the next fucking flyweight undefeated champion or whatever like you know it's not my concern my concern is just being better fucking grinding being consistent and all that work will will show. It will show at the, in the end, and I I highly believe in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, 100. percent I want to uh, shit. I want to thank you for coming down here again, man. I know it takes some courage to step in front of a fucking camera, a podcast, and like talk about your whole experience as far as getting in a ring and losing and coming back from it, and the whole mindset of your process is getting back into the ring. So I just want to I just want to thank you, bro. Just to appreciation oh man. man i appreciate you actually having me here man. yeah the like i said i was at that fight the i wanted him i mean we were <laughs> you had i think you had messaged me and you were like bro i have so much to say let's yeah. fuck it, let's get right back into it <laughs> i did i hit and, you i was like i have a lot to say man yeah and i could i could i already knew this conversation like i just the person you are the person that was in the last episode of the podcast the I can see where it's coming from. Like you're fucking hungry. That's just who you are. That or that's just who you've developed to be. Whether if it's the L's that you've taken, the 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 people that you met, and 
I see it, man. Like I the 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 flowers are being thrown to you right now because I can fucking see where you're headed and the the amount of work you're putting into it's it's gonna pay off hundred percent. I appreciate you for believing in me, man. Yeah, for man. Real, that shit was dope, man. Other than you losing and it not going your night, that fucking whole experience, in my perspective, I'm sure you can attest to this too, was fucking dope. It was, it was, it was definitely a yeah, it was a blessing, dude. Yeah. Ultimately, and you know what's beautiful? They want me to go back, even better. I talked to the uh, to the promoter uh, of the uh, company, and he's like, "We want you back." Yeah, you know, I was like, Damn. I was like that that man has faith in me to let me come back." Like yeah. after losing that fast, I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude." You know, I'm fucking down. So hopefully before the end of the year, uh, I'll be back with XKO, man. And hopefully you guys can go back out yeah, there. Yeah, bro. And uh, can we talk about how the fucking announcer had like seven different suits on? Dude, uh, <laughs> his name's Antonio Perkins. Hey, oh, man, shit. he's a cool motherfucker. I met him before the uh, before the fights kicked off. And uh, uh, I talked to him real quick because uh, I was backstage and, yeah. and he had a badass suit on. And I was like. Bro, that's a clean-ass suit, bro. I told him, I need to get my fucking game on whatever the fuck you got going yeah. on, dude. But I didn't notice until later that he kept changing his suit. Every, maybe it was every, after every fight or every two fights, but he damn near had seven suits on, but bro. He, he has some clean fucking yeah. suits, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was jealous, bro. And he was like, he was just telling me about what kind of suits he had and the material. And I'm like, dude, I don't understand what you're saying, but it's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> it was yeah, he was. Uh, he was obviously he was dope to see. He was a, a fucking great announcer. But that shit was. Uh, I've. I don't think people in the UFC or even in like boxing change their suits. It was like Bruce Buffer from the UFC. He changes it. Uh, I've seen him change where in the prelims he has one suit on, and then in the main event he changes it. Oh, okay, but okay. I never seen like yeah. Antonio where he like it was like every yeah. fucking fight. Right? Every he fight, was changing yeah. it, something like that. Yeah, you know, and I had talked to him because he said my name badass, dude. Yeah, he, he did. Had, yeah. He did. He actually because he asked me too. He was like, "Hey, uh, how do you say your name again?" <laughs> and I told him, and he had it on spot. Yeah. Had but it on the fucking spot. He would. Yeah, that that's that's fucking dope. But uh, anything you want to say before we fucking get up out of here, bro? Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, just uh, I appreciate everyone for the support. Um, I feel bad for the fucking next opponent I have coming up because I'm fucking grinding like a motherfucker. So hopefully, whoever that is will be ready. Um, and at the same time, uh, I just appreciate everybody and, uh, thank you, God, uh, thank my family. And, uh, I promise you guys, um, you know, all this shit's going to pay off and, you know, you'll see me at the very top one of these days. hundred percent, bro. Appreciate you coming down here again, Brandon. It was a fucking blessing to have you again, just to talk about all the shit we talked about. Um, guys, we're going to end it there. If you're still tuning in, go ahead and like, comment, subscribe, blow up this channel. Cause I really, really appreciate it. If you're on all streaming platforms, thank you for listening. Hats off to Brandon one more time. That's going to be it, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Appreciate it. Take care.